Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And you guys are in for a treat. Today? Yeah. Today and every day. But specifically this day, because you know where that treat's going to be found, Justin? Is it going to be found at 185 North Wabash? That's right, which oh. is also known as what? Elephant and Castle, baby! Yeah, baby. Elephant and Castle is a wonderful restaurant and pub located at 185 North Wabash, like mm-hmm. Justin just said, where they have wonderful food and drinks, uh, different different things every day. It's a magical place where you should go and check out. They have happy hour uh, from 3 to 6 every day. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. I looked at you like, I think that's right. Um, <laughs> where all their appetizers uh, that are $11 or less are half price. That's it's right. It's called Snack and Shares, which you can enjoy. And they also have great daily specials as well, such as Mondays, which are called One and Done Mondays. Justin, you know what those are? I do, in fact. Uh, I've been reading up on this. So One and Done Mondays, a craft keg of beer gets tapped at 5 o'clock every Monday, and they pour it till it's gone, and it is a mere $3 a pint. Holy shit. Yes, holy shit is correct. And nice. it's Yeah. So far, they've not had a, a keg of beer called Holy Shit, but they might because craft beer gets named weird stuff. Put that down for a 2019 resolution. Here you go. <laughs> We're going to craft Holy Shit. We're going to craft some Holy Shit. Yeah. Uh, it's a great deal. But uh, yeah, Tuesdays, they got another really fun special. Yeah. It's called Tin Up Tuesdays where all tins are 25% off. Justin, do you know what a tin is? Yes. It's if you mispronounce the current year, it's 2019. Oh my gosh. You're right. Or and- if you're uh, from Australia, right, Jared? <laughs> Jared? Yeah, where it's uh, 2019. Oh, my God. Jared, come at us, bud. Yeah, I'm still I'm true. still working on the accent, but I'm sorry. He's better than I am. Uh, but <laughs> do, it's also... your Australian accent, Doug. <laughs> good eye, mate. Um, not bad, actually. Uh, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> tins are also a can of beer. That's and they right. And 25% off on Tuesdays. Uh, Wednesdays is wind down. Wednesdays, we wind down with a dollar off any glass of wine. And all bottles are half price. That's right. Little grape. For your Wednesday. Mm. And Justin, what's going on on Thursdays? Thursdays is locals only Thursdays. Mm-hmm. The sexiest of all the days. Always. That's right. Where select local drafts are $5.50. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then Saturdays and Sundays, you know, if you're into the not breakfast, not lunch, the brunch scene. Mm. I don't want to sound like a yuppie, but that's what it's called. That's what it's called. You got $5 for Bloody Marys and $5 for mimosas. That sounds absolutely adorable. Yes, it is. It's very good. So come on down to Elephant and Castle, 185 North Wabash. Enjoy yourself some great food, some great drinks, and great atmosphere. They got you covered. Tell them that MindGap sent you. Yes. Say, hey, I heard about you guys on MindGap, and I want to come here and check out what you guys have to offer. That's true. It's so true. Those are words you can say. Something else you could do and say is to go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us the old ready Uh <laughs> Give us a rate. <laughs> If there's stars, put some stars on there, leave a review, give us, uh, tell them what you think about the podcast. We'd super appreciate it. And if you're out on the social medias, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at MindGap Podcast. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We have, uh, you know, whenever we say something, if it pokes an idea, please uh, comment. Uh, let us know. Send us some cool stuff. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. You can also email us at gmail, mindgappodcast at gmail.com. That's right. I, I want to make one real quick correction. Uh, that might have been more of a South African accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to, in my head, either. in my head, I'm going, which one would say uh, 19 is 19? And I think, I feel like that might be a little more would South be African. South African? So yeah, South African. I don't know. I had a, a rolling of the R's, but I whatever. I feel like that was right. 
Anyway, what did we talk about today, Doug? Anyway, wow, episode 177 was a real hoot. Uh, we started off talking about board games, like always. Shocker. We talked about making our own board game, what that would be like. Spoiler the, alert, the I'm pretty negative about it. The Mind Gap podcast board game. <laughs> Just a bunch of random shit. Right? <laughs> Uh, then uh, somehow we get on talking about Kevin Spacey and his little video that he put out. Yep, and that's a thing. That leads logically into Louis C.K. being in the news recently. So real fun stuff. Started real light, got real dark. We started this year out right. right. <laughs> so uh, we hope you guys enjoy this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 177 of Mind Gap Podcast. And happy New Year! Mind Gap Podcast. Leveled up, by the way. So you got to destroy all. Of it. I well, I've got to print out a new one because I have new skills now, and I have I have more hit points. I have um, more. Sk- I have spells now that I can cast. Right? Yeah. So I played Dungeons and Dragons last week. Yeah, last Friday. It did not go well uh-huh. for me. Why? Uh, I don't. I don't. I. Th- I don't even think mm-hmm. I. I think I hit a guy once, and I just got. Uh, piss pounded, as my brother likes to say. Ooh, piss pounded! <laughs> I got piss pounded. <laughs> well, I got piss pounded. I was like, "Hey guys, uh, never mind." Uh, I felt bad because I missed the previous session because I wasn't <clears throat> feeling well. Yeah, and um, it, we started my character asleep in the in the wagon while they had gone to a cave. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" And so, like, I ran in there, I healed someone right away, and then like the battle was basically over. Yeah, and then uh, we. Uh, Decided we need to rest to get like our health back and our abilities <clears throat> back, and um, of course, when my guy was up for watch, he rolled terribly for initiative. So three ghouls came out of the wilderness and started attacking us, and I just bolted right through because I'm the guy that has the most armor. Okay, so, so my, wait, you're the healer and you have the most armor. I'm a paladin, so I can heal. Uh, okay, and I can also take the hits. So I just immediately like just closed ranks and I just sit there and took the hits while yeah. guys were doing different stuff. But at one point I rolled so terribly I got the ghoul hit me and paralyzed me. I was like, guys, I'm fucking sucking tonight, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I just that's what it sucks about the game because I, I enjoy the whole experience, especially yeah. like when we kill a guy, it's like how do you want to kill him? And we got so angry at that monster, we're like, So I go over and I shoot an arrow and it goes right through his eye socket and then I just like piss in his mouth. Like, Jesus Christ. I made up that last part. But like, you know, that's how enraged <laughs> People would get so you. I guess this is where I where I lose the like, how you play this game because mm-hmm. I thought I thought all of this was predetermined. You can you can make this stuff part of it up too. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of it is like for example, there's a guy who is a bard, which I just think is a hilarious character. But essentially, one of the things that he does is um, they they give. So we don't play like high fantasy in this. This is really ridiculous <clears throat> characters. Okay, there's uh, Wet Stacy, Dry Bertha, uh, and then there's I can't remember the name of the bard, but they say that he has a keytar. And that's what he uses to like do different stuff to give inspiration to people. And at one point, he was hitting enemies with his keytar as a weapon. (laughs) And the dungeon master goes, after he hits, he goes, all right, roll a dice for me. He rolled. And uh, he rolled, uh, I can't remember what what it was, but he's like, all right, cool. Everything's fine for now. (laughs) He didn't even say what? And I was like, that's that's a hint that he should probably stop hitting people with his keytar because it sounds like <laughs> yeah. it's going to fucking break. And sure enough, he hits him again. He doesn't roll well enough. He goes, uh, your keytar shattered. And he was like, what? I go, dude, did you hear him just say? 
roll. Everything's fine. And everything's for now. fine for now. Nothing happened. I was right. like, stop using your keytar. You know, but that's the thing is like there was nothing predetermined as to whether or not this you guy mean, had a. You, you mean know. in the uh, tra- in the traditional D and D handbook? There's nothing about keytars and how nope. what the resistance points are. No. Oh man. That's an oversight. And uh, the Dungeon Master's wife joined the game, and she he like had her come in in a really that's, dramatic family. That's uh, also a uh, an oxymoron. What? <laughs> Dungeon Master's wife. <laughs> it's true. It happens. They don't. It's they a don't, paradox. <laughs> so, so people who play D and D do not get married. Um, but he had her like show up through like this, like she basically formed through water because she's an elemental sort of uh, creature. Yeah. So she just water sort of rushed in, and she just came up out of the water and she's like prepare to die and like to these goblins and everyone was like holy shit like that was all unscripted sort yeah, of stuff yeah. that happened so as we're obviously fighting and stuff and once we do enough damage dungeon master's like all right how do you want to do it and people are just like oh no we just kill him or some people are like fuck that guy i take out my dagger and i just i sneak up behind him and i just slit his throat from ear to ear and i'm just like god damn that's <laughs> fucking intense so the people get to bring their aggression and mm-hmm. their, their rage gets to come out and show yeah. in full force exactly yeah. same thing like when you when you <clears throat> fail miserably yeah or something like that because they were saying that um you know someone missed and they're like because the bard over here is being an asshole and playing his music in the cave and it's echoing you're distracted you can't concentrate so you miss like just stuff like that it's a story that's consistently not being anymore told. he's not playing that with the not anymore guitar is broken not anymore bard <laughs> yeah so it was interesting. It was it was really fun. It just it gets me excited for um, a bunch of stuff. And I found out. Uh, you remember I told you there was a board game that's like 150 bucks that yes, weighs 22 yes. pounds. <clears throat> yes, it's on Tabletop Simulator. What? And I downloaded it. Oh, you did not. And I was like, yes, please. So I'm pretty sure I have everything that I need to play it. Interesting. Now I got to figure out how to play it. I've watched some videos on how to play it. It sounds really cool. Is it like the Cones of Dunshire? Is it as confusing as the Cones of Dunshire? <laughs> I don't think so. There's a lot of mechanics involved with it, but it doesn't sound anything that's just too yeah. insane. Like I watched... What is in a 22-pound box? It's, what the fuck is in a 22-pound box? It's pretty It's pretty nuts. It's called Gloomhaven, by the way, in case I it haven't said it It sounds right. Um, it's, it's, what's, it's so amazing because you get... Like a board out of an entire map of the area. Gloomhaven is just a town. Okay. And as you do things, you put stickers on the board that show you the encounters that you're doing. And you can actually earn achievements and get banners that go on the top of the board that show. So when you pull out your board, you're like, here's everything that I've done hmm. so far in the game, which okay. is really cool. Gloomhaven can actually, the better you do, will actually cause it to become more prosperous. So it gains levels, the sound town itself, so you can get access to new equipment. Okay. And there's 17 characters you can play but only six are available at first okay and you'll play with one until you reach a certain point once you've achieved a certain amount of thing you retire that character for the time being and you unlock a new one and that other one will come back at some point in time but it's it sort of like tells a story interesting it's very interesting interesting i i, I watched a 30 minute video on it it's just showing like how to set up and how to play it and i'm like i i'm interested in this yeah i'm very interested in this so hmm. but the fact that it's 22 pounds and I think I told you I saw a video where there was a, a, a small woman who was able to sit in the box. Like, that's... <laughs> just like, as far as the... Yeah. She stood in and was able to sit down. And like, I was for like, 150 Jesus. bucks, I expect you to be able to build uh, two-scale uh, uh, replicas of, like, the buildings in Gloomhaven. <laughs> right. Like, being able to go into... And it's full, like a gingerbread house, you but walk, different. You walk into a fully stocked shop. Like, <laughs> there's people come out of the box, the workers right? of Gloomhaven. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just completely fascinated by the game and That's how it works. So I was like, you know what? And the other night when you 
Sam and I were trying to get that to work. <laughs> I was just scrolling through. Actually, no, it was when I was playing because we use Tabletop Simulator to uh, load the the board for Dungeons and Dragons. All right. So we can see what's where. It's really well done. The Dungeon Master does a great job with it. While I was trying to find his server, I just searched by um, game. And I was like, holy shit, there's people playing Gloomhaven on here? Like, that's a great way for me to see, like, what's available yeah. in, the, in the workshop. I yeah. was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> so I immediately I was, like, looking for it. I fine, had my fine, video fine, camera yeah. on. And someone goes, Doug, are you okay? You look, you look like you're frozen. I'm like, I just found a $150 game to play for free. On Tabletop Simulator. That's it's and awesome. And part of me man. feels really guilty about that, too, by the way. I want to put that does out Does it? It does. That's interesting. Because <clears throat> that's 150 bucks. Right. You know, but here's the other thing. Someone painstakingly right. created that right. and put it into the game. Absolutely. It wasn't like a quick, like, click. Right. It Someone was, coded every piece, every bit, every... They scanned right. it, and they loaded it, and they built it into the game. <laughs> And they're like, here you go, you can play this now. I'm like, what? So someone really, what you're doing is you're honoring the hard no, work and dedication that that person went put into stealing the this game. The fact that you're allowing, like, you're, you're, like, bolstering me with this, it really upsets me. Because yep. if anything, you should be up my butt because of how crazy I've been. Like, when we had that debate with <clears throat> Jamie Yates oh, yeah. so long ago or about piracy and whatnot. This is totally piracy. I don't know how Steam gets away with it. I don't know how no. this thing gets away with it Doug, at all. Doug, you're honoring someone's hard work. <laughs> You're, someone painstakingly stole this game, and you're honoring that. Well, I'll say this much, because let's talk about that for a second. Because I right. feel like there's some, there's something different about this than it is as simple as just downloading a, a a video game, a movie, or a piece of music. You're wrong. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> because people painstakingly make fake money. Well, here's the thing, and that is wrong. They don't make money on this. No, no, no. Painstakingly, like print fake money. Like that—that that takes time. That's not just a quick download, and that's also very illegal. Here's the thing: this, these folks are not making any money off of it, right? They're creating it digitally, but they're taking they're, money away from the developer of the game. That is true in the sense that they've taken the game, they put it out there for people to use through this program. You still have to buy the program to play it, but you're looking okay, anywhere I still, between. I still bought a DVD player, true. so now I can get pirated true. DVDs, and it's all good. That's fair. Um, and I guess the experience is different with it because I, I don't have all of the material. Again, I still think there's something wrong with it. Don't 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 think that I'm trying to sure. count this as like no no no. It's totally fine. It's not fine. I feel like there's some degrees here, and it seems like a little bit of a lesser degree. And and I want to make sure I'm not being biased. <laughs> oh, you are. Damn it. Very um, much. Yeah. Because again, like to your, it's a different experience. Like okay, cool. If I I. <laughs> I, I got a DVD for free mm-hmm. of someone who took a video camera in mm-hmm. to a movie theater mm-hmm. and recorded them mm-hmm. watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So I bought a DVD player, right? So that's the equivalent of you buying the mm-hmm. game. And you're like, it's a different experience. It's a definitely different experience because I'm not watching a clean, like awesome HD version, but I'm still pirating the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I guess, yeah, because I'm still playing it yep. without... And it's 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 the scanned in or coded pieces to look exactly like the game you purchase. So yeah. the people aren't creating this out, out of the blue. This is a game that exists that they're just. Well, here's the thing: they're recrafting. And this is where it's going to go down a terrible rabbit hole. I can't wait. Um, so one person buys Gloomhaven, right? Here it is. Yep. Here it is. Here it is. Right. <laughs> and they invite people over to play Gloomhaven. Sure. We go over to their house. We play it. Whatever. Someone goes, hey, I'd like to borrow that game from them. Sure, no problem. They borrow it. One person has bought right. the game, and the experience can be shared by others. All right? 
to a much much greater degree someone has done this because obviously the person who created this bought Gloomhaven. Sure. Because they have access to every single piece. Presumably. Presumably. Because they have access to everything. They scanned everything. Right. They had access to all of the art and everything like that. So they scanned it, painstakingly put it in there, and then uploaded it. Sure. Now, to a much grander scale, I'm essentially borrowing that... Sure. That game from someone that bought it and the other people are losing out on revenue. I get it. I walked myself over there. Here's the difference. Here's the difference is that if someone physically walks out of someone's house with a 22-pound game, Mm -hmm. uh, only that person can experience that game. The person who bought it can no longer play that game. That's fair. So with this, literally Mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of people could be playing this game at the same exact time. And and. A part of me just wants to load this up to see so you can see how many people are playing it right now. Oh, I would love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I the th- yeah I, I I understand there is a there's a way to cons- my good god I forgot how many games you have in your library. This is only the stuff I have installed. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh boy. So <laughs> and there's me who's got like five games, three of which I can play. Yeah, but I mean, to be <laughs> fair, you rarely. You rarely play this. No, that's so. fine. Yeah. Also, uh, I would like to say this: uh, when we play this, when we play Gloomhaven, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when we play, you're gonna play it with me? Of course, dude. Seriously, I, I have no problem pirating shit. <laughs> We've made that abundantly clear on this podcast. When we play this game, uh, since it's heavier, will I be able to flip the table or not? <laughs> You can always digitally flip that table. Because uh, last time, apparently, I wasn't strong enough to flip it, and I did not like that. It's also because I set it so you couldn't do it. Right. No, I understand which, that. Which, for the record, when I went in there uh, to play with Dungeons & Dragons, the first thing the Dungeon Master said was, like, please don't flip the table. I'm like, dude, I got you. All right, look. Gloomhaven. 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 Oh, my. Gloomhaven. 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 Dude, I don't even want to try and count how many of those there are. I mean, there's at least 100 on there. Nah, I don't know about 100. I would say 100. That's not 100. It's got to be 50. One, two, three. Hold on. <laughs> You'd have to count them all. No, I'm saying, like, how many are in that screen? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. About 15 in there? Maybe. So now just page page down. Click in the, click in the, uh, in the blank space where the scroll thing is. Yeah, right here? Yeah. That should that should just page down. Oh, nope. Yep, there you that go. Went to the bottom. X-Wing. <laughs> Hey, cool, man. Who's playing X-Wing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Um. yeah. I mean, okay, at least 50. Yeah, I'd say at least 50. But other yeah. people are playing Uno, you know, Sellers of Catan. This is where I kind of just go to see also, like, yeah. what, what people are playing. Well, I think, again, yeah. Look, Spirit Island, that's another good one. It's it's piracy. It is. Like, there's, there's no two ways about it, but I'm okay with it. That's weird. I, I know. I shouldn't be okay with it, but I am. But you really are okay with it. I am. Yeah. I really shouldn't be. Um. I will. There's there's nay a board game. I will not try with you. You have you have not led me astray yet. And also, I found one of my new favorite games is Concept. It's that game I told you that's like um, charades, but better. Okay. It's on tabletop simulator. How do you play charades on a computer? It's actually done through a board without speaking. Interesting. So, I, so it's like a better version of charades, just like Sellers of Catan is a better version of Monopoly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So I this see game is actually, I think, almost better played through the internet. Really. Because you're not allowed to speak. The only way you can communicate is by putting stuff on a board to try and get people to understand what you're trying to tell them. Oh, right. We right. Right. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm going to download that tonight <clears throat> okay. um, and have that. So if you'd like, at some point we can try that, and then also want to load up uh, Gloomhaven because, goddamn, I want to try that out. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, figure out your computer shit and we can play. Yeah. So Sam. Unfortunately, Sam was unable to load anything that was a mod. 
Uh, yeah. His computer crashed every single time. It was uh, it was very interesting. Uh, and also, so we learned excited. that Sam is uh, Sam is a little bit of a troublemaker. Sam did not realize. I was it. so worried about you. Yeah. And I was not worried about Sam. What happened was I you got put, you put your attention on the wrong person. I got Justin and Sam into Tabletop Simulator because I wanted to play mm. a Dungeons and Dragons board game, right. which also, by the way, piracy. Someone took those board games painstakingly, scanned them, and put them in a built it. So much fun. Um, but uh, Sam was having trouble loading it, so we were trying to troubleshoot our way through it, and we were we able to determine that Sam couldn't load or play anything that was a modification. It, it, he only played the base game, so we started like loading in like base games to play poker, and Sam was just... Oh, he man. was hilariously like st- stealing chips, right. poker chips. He's like, the computer's letting me do it. I'm like, I know because right. it's we, not a game of poker. Like it's programmed to play poker. Like we are playing as if we're sitting at a table. Right. He goes, well, if I can't punch you, then it's not real, Doug. And I was like, <laughs> Sam is having a lot of fun. Well, the, and that was the thing. I think we explained that to him like at least three or four mm-hmm. times, and he kept saying, it's letting me do it. And we're like. It, we know exactly. It's funny though because it, I've played this with other people where they're like, "So the game, the game, like, won't auto do it for you." I'm right. like, "No, it's as if we're sitting at a digital board, yeah, and we have to move everything around." That's what I love so much about this. It's it's very unique in that way, and it also makes you realize how much you rely on automation to do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You, like, it's you've gotten to the point where you're just like, "Oh, the computer will do it for me." Yeah, yeah. I don't need to do the monotonous stuff. The thing I like about it is it's real easy to say, like, copy and paste stuff in and move right, stuff right. around. So I, I appreciate that. But it's no different. Like, if we were to play Monopoly on here, I bet that would be horrible. Oh, my God. Are like, you kidding me? Count the money. Yeah. <laughs> one, one by fucking one. Dude, someone would no doubt, no doubt be printing, copy, pasting money. Oh, like, yeah. Like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? What? Know. What are you talking about? Uh, I've had this deck the whole time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, I can see it growing. Oh, you can. Uh-uh, uh, you can. Dude, it, I, I mouse over and it says you have $2,000. It's not possible. Right. Uh-uh. Yeah. What's wrong with it? What? Yeah, I put eight houses down. So I'm what? rich. <laughs> what? <laughs> we could call the cops on me? What are you going to do? I'll, I'll buy and sell you twice over, I'll flip asshole. the table. What do you want to do now? I'll flip the table. <laughs> you tell me something. Tell me what's up. So much fun. Um. Yeah, well, then and then we it, it, it turns out we found out that Sam doesn't know how to play poker. Yes, which was also Because we're just hilarious. like, Sam, your small blind is like... All right, so I put I put chips in. We're just like, have you have you ever played poker? He's like, he goes, no, no. He's I'm all in. I'm, I'm like, like, wow, Sam's an aggressive player I'm here. Like, like, all right, now this makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> because it's when you don't know something. If you if you just go into it, you don't admit you don't know it. The mm-hmm. first thing you're gonna do is like, I'm just gonna fuck around. And that's the heart. Of course, when you're playing a game that you know and someone else doesn't know, it, you're like, well, this strategy doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> This, by the way, would have driven my brother insane. Oh, yeah. It would have driven him nuts. Yeah, well, there was one time we went down to the, the Quad Cities. Uh, it was Milos, um, our buddy Gunner, and me. This was years ago. And we went down, and we were we were 18, or no, well, we were over eight. We were like 22, 23 at the time. So <clears throat> we went to one of the, conce- the riverboat casinos down in the Quad Cities. Mm, and yes. at the time, at that age, as most people were, we were super into Hold'em, uh-huh. right? And yeah. so... We went to the boats, and Gunnar and I ended up to like a blackjack table, and Milos was like, I'm going to hit the poker room. Mm-hmm. And we're like, great. So he grabbed a drink, and he headed up. And about a half hour later, he comes down, and he's like, this fucking, these people are fucking sick. They don't fucking know. I swear to fuck. And, he was so, and I was like, <laughs> dude, what is the problem? He goes, who fucking, who fucking goes all in on a, t- on a 10-2 split or what? Yeah. He was so angry, and I'm like, oh, you got beat. He goes, no, they don't know how to fucking play. I'm like, right, but you did you win or lose? He goes, no, I lost because he's I said, so you got beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, 
yeah, I got beat, but it's because these fucking idiots don't know the rules of poker. I'm like, you're gambling. Right, but you got beat. <laughs> and I just, I knew that was going to piss him off, so I just kind of kept driving it home. You should have been like, did you play the cards or did you play the person? <laughs> He'd have gone, there's no way I could have played the person because he didn't know how to play poker. <laughs> he would have gotten so angry. That's so but funny. But it's, it's the exact thing because you're, he he was watching him going, it doesn't make sense. If mm. they're playing that way, then they must be they must have this because this and this is what I know to be true. Yeah. And this is how the professionals think and yada, yada, yada. And so he was playing like to the parameters of what you should be playing poker. Did not work for that crowd. And yeah. he was so pissed off. I found that out just straight up playing uh, online poker when I was in college and stuff like that. Not for real money or sure, anything, yeah. but which also made it worse because if you're not playing for real money, people do not give a shit. Well, and that's the thing that I hated playing online poker yeah. is because no one, everyone's like, great, all in. I'm like, guys, this isn't fun. I know. They're it, like, oh, it, I'll just restock. Exactly. I'm and like, I was you like, can't do that. I always treated it as if they were my, was my real money and I still played it that way yeah. because eventually I would catch one of those guys being an idiot Yeah. and I'd take all their money and then, of course, they just buy back in. But still, I'm like, I, I, I pick that as, you know, it's hard to read right. that sort of stuff. And obviously, when you're playing online, the only thing you can do is read the cards. Right. And then also read the bets and be like, what would this guy possibly be having? Right. And then kind of go from there. But I, I just enjoyed playing the game. The gambling part of that stuff never really, it never appealed to me. It was right, too, yeah. I was like, I don't want to actually lose money on this. We would play in college a lot. We would have these things where we would, we would play tell you know, two, three in the morning and, yeah. <clears throat> or just go all night into the next day. And like it was in people would, would rotate in and out and you would, I think we did like a $20 buy-in mm-hmm. and then like a $10 rebuy if sure. you wanted. And it was so, we never lost a ton of money. You know, it was always at most 40 or 50 bucks that we would, that mm-hmm. we would lose for college was a lot, yeah. but you know, still we weren't dropping like a couple hundred dollars around, no. but I mean, we, we would play, play poker so much in college. It was that was that was definitely our game of choice. In yeah, we college. played it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, we would all just like either put five in or ten in, and then sure. first place would get majority, second place would get like right. a smaller portion of that. <clears throat> and we would just play. We wouldn't do like all nighters or anything like that, but yeah. we'd sit around and we'd play because the thing that sucked is like the problem with most games, in my opinion, is then once you're out, you have to sit and watch, and that's not right. fun for anybody. Right, which it sucks. Like I found myself just. Enjoying the games that everyone participates all the way through. And yeah. poker's just it's one of those games, it's it's fun to, to whatever. Like what we were doing with Sam was fine. I'm like, whatever. We'll yeah. just you know, we'll dick around and, and have some fun with that and, and see what happens. But I'm not a professional at that. At no, all. no, no. And I so in, in, in college there was one thing that we tried like <laughs> we uh we watched the movie Rounders mm-hmm. and we watched the movie Shade. Okay. If you've never seen it, both both great poker movies. A uh, lot of fun. Rounders is is like a really good movie. Shade is mm-hmm. just kind of one of those like oh, it's fun. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call it a good movie per sure. se, but it was fun. Um, but both of those deal with um, uh, someone being a mechanic mm-hmm. and manipulating the deck and, and de- bottom dealing and, and things like that. So I worked on some sleight of hand and I worked on my quote unquote mechanic skills. Nice. And so what we would do is uh, usually it was it was Milos and I who would be in cahoots. And uh, if I would get out, because I wasn't a great player, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I'll just be a dealer. Oh, Jesus. And so Milos won a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I was not good by any stretch of the imagination at like like you know um, manipulating the cards. But mm-hmm. when people have been drinking, it is real easy for them not to catch shit. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Sure. <laughs> so I always had something to do because I just stayed in as all-time dealer. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. So if anyone who played with this is listening now... Sorry, you got burned. <laughs> you got, hey, look, if you can't uh, can't stand the heat, don't uh, come to the kitchen or whatever. Did you um, did you ever cheat much playing games? 
growing up? No, I, it bugged me when I found out people were cheating. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I was never uh, I was never a cheater. I certainly did it from time to time. Yeah, because I was competitive to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be out. Sure, 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 you sure, know? sure. Yeah. Or um, I'm not saying I never cheated. Sure. But like it was typically I would just, and that's why probably why I lost a lot of the time. Yeah. Now that I'm in hindsight looking back <laughs> at it, I'm like, I wonder how many people were cheating. Like, because yeah. other people I'd play with, I'm like, these these people are really good at whatever game it is we're playing. And I maybe was just too ignorant to realize that they were cheating. Yeah, I... Because I just suck at games. I'm the same way when it's like I find out that someone else was cheating. Like, it really upset me because I'm like, come on, man. I feel like violated. Yeah. Like, the sanctity of the relationship is that we're both going to try our best. Right. I thought we were win. having fun here. And that's yeah. also, like, why I also prefer like the, the board games that we got Natalie for Christmas. Um, they're... Purely cooperative. You've always been a fan of cooperative board play. And they straight up say that. They say it's really important for kids to understand that cooperation is the thing that matters here. Right. We're doing this as a team. Right. So that we win or lose as a team. Right. So that people aren't feeling left out or feeling bad about stuff. And someone may make the argument that's like, yeah, everyone gets a trophy. But I I, I don't want to teach Natalie to, you know, oh, you didn't do this. You lost the game right. or whatever. Right. Like it's got to be a situation where we're working together for the same goal. Right. Well, you, a lot of the board games you've presented to to us as a group, uh, kind of like our little board game group, mm-hmm. is uh, you is everyone versus the board, mm-hmm. and that's I mean that there's that way there's no one. There's a few that we've played which have been against each sure. other, but it, uh, most of the time it's been everyone versus the board, and it just it. It does spawn this sense of uh, cooperation and sure. collaborative, you know, nature. Or if there is a competitive nature to some of those things, like Spyfall, right? Um, we don't keep score, right? Because I'm like, it doesn't matter. Oh no, and not at all. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. Um, or you know, for example, Concept. That game technically has um, a victory point counter, but even in the notes itself, it's like. As a variant, we actually figure that since you're playing as a group of people, it's better to do it this different way where you're not, like, teaming up to see who wins. Right, right. And when I first saw this game presented, it was on Will Wheaton's Wheaton's Tabletop. Oh, yeah, yeah, you love that channel. Love that. And um, the variant that they did was they were all on a team, and their goal was uh, the way that that the game works is that someone will draw a card, and it'll have three levels, like easy, medium, and hard. And each level, they basically made it worth one, two, or three points. And their goal was to try and get, uh, if they got at least 30 points, they all won. If they got at least 25 points, they didn't lose. (laughs) (laughs) And if they got less than uh, 25 points, then they lost. Okay. So the idea was like, the way the show works is that if you win, you get a trophy and whatever. Not a real trophy, get your ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so if they got 30 or higher... Out of 36 total, they would all win and get a trophy. Sure. If they didn't get that, they wouldn't lose. <laughs> I like that. And I love it because yeah. you as the person, because the way that it works is you draw the card, you choose something that you're going to do, and then you try to communicate that through the board without speaking. So it's up to you to determine how can I do this and do I think that I can get it across. And if you fail, you don't get those points. So, you know, and it had, uh, uh, I think it was Link and Rhett. Was that? Oh names? yeah, yeah. They were on it. They were phenomenal. Oh, I Hilarious. can't imagine. So yeah, so those fun. guys are a stitch. They're YouTube. Yeah. Uh, they're YouTube personalities, and they were fantastic. Um, and they, um, they were sitting there just going, "We're going for three, guys. We're going for three. They just kept going, going, yeah. going hard. And I like that version of the game better than the way it's supposed to be played. Is people kind of getting teams like sporadically? Yeah. Like, if you and I are sitting next to each other, we'd be on a team, and then you'd be on a team with someone else, and then they'd be on a team with someone else. And the idea is that the people that are on the team want someone to get 
uh, to guess what they're doing, and if they get it, you get a point. The okay. person, the first person to guess it, gets two points. Okay. And the idea is the you know whoever gets the most by the end is the winner. But I'm like, nah. I think it's it's more fun to be like, all right, we're a team, and our goal is we're gonna go around, and we're gonna try and see how many points we can get. Sure, sure, yeah. And I like that variant. It's so much more fun and collaborative. Yeah. Than like, oh, I gotta try and be the first person to get it. It's like, no, we're all gonna win. Yeah. It's like a better, better atmosphere altogether. We should in 2019. It'd be fun to create a board game. Jesus Christ, the thought of that, that's like starting a company as really? far as I'm concerned. Like the, the mechanics. like. Just, but think about some of the best board games you've played and how simple some of them they can be. They seem simple. They you, seem real fucking simple. Okay. They are not. <laughs> like, uh, give me give me an example of one. Like, that, like what, like, um, I'm trying to think of one of the most simple ones. Like Spyfall. Spyfall seems simple enough, but you got to think of, okay, what type of game are we doing? Okay. Is it going to be... Spyfall. Are we going to do a game that's like deduction? Yeah. Okay, great. How do we do something that's different than something else? Because there's a similar game, which I have I almost got, but it got really bad reviews it's from called, people. Let's make Spy Rise. That's <laughs> different. Game, it's called uh, Artist in New York. Okay. And all the reviews said, just play Spyfall, it's better. Basically, the way that it works is... Um, uh, if I remember... <laughs> I love that. It's, it reminds me of the, yeah. uh, the review for... Uh, uh, Iron Fist. Uh-huh. Is just, Iron Fist season two isn't good. It isn't bad. It just is. It just is. It's the same thing. It's just like, just play Spyfall. It's I think people were so angry because they're like, I paid 20 bucks for a pen and paper. They're like, <laughs> I can just do this without it. Like, there's no point. Why did I have to buy this? Right. Sure, sure, sure. The idea was that <laughs> you get something that you're supposed to draw. And I think it's kind of similar to the, to the game you were telling me about the other day. Where yeah. Someone has to start drawing, and then the next person, I think, has to continue on, and everyone knows what it is. Okay. Or something along the line is one person is not the artist. Okay. And so they're going to try and, and, and they're going to do something that's going to be like, wait, what? That's not what this is supposed to be. Okay. That person's obviously the spy, if you will. So you've got to figure out. Okay. Based on how they're drawing. It's spy fall with drawing. Right. More or less. So it's if you want to do a game of deduction, which there are just countless ones that are amazing... It's like, well, how are what are you going to bring to the table that's going to be different? Like, uh, I don't know if we ever played The Resistance. I can't remember if we did that or not. I don't think that sounds familiar. That one was a lot of fun, but that one, again, is the idea. It's kind of like uh, the game Werewolf or Mafia. Okay. But again, unlike those other ones, everyone's involved with the game all the way through. Okay. That led to some serious arguments over lunch at work, and I loved every aspect. People were just in their face like, he's the fucking spy! He's a fucking spy! I knew it! Like, it was amazing yeah, yeah it was so good just I seeing that it. stuff happen um to create that experience but then if you want to do something like god forbid you want to do like a resource management game uh, holy fuck like boof. even something like sellers of Catan, right? i would never want to do a resource management game exactly right <laughs> and then i barely it, want to play those let alone make one. i'm the same way like i look at those i'm like i'm sure that's fun but i just uh. what about shoots and ladders what about Shoots and Ladders? Or Candyland. Candyland's a dumbass game. Doug? I hate that game. But it makes money. That and it's it's just it's just like makes money like Monopoly makes money <laughs> because it's been around forever and people don't know any different. <laughs> just like the Bible. Shoots <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna say something right here and he's not he's just gonna keep going and he's not gonna know until it's too late. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Bible people it makes money people no one likes it <laughs> no one no one knows it's, been, it's, it's always been here everyone, everyone is just <laughs> sick of it but no one will admit it they just keep reading it like whatever man still whatever it's there <laughs> it's free you know what I can't argue it I can't argue it that's it I can't argue that um so the idea of making something you know there's something beautiful about a very simple game yeah like news at 11 
that right. game that I want to get where yeah, you yeah, basically yeah. improvise the Let's make know. news at nine. News at <laughs> news at six. Right. No, news at nine. And nine, 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 news, nine, nine, news, nine. See? Nine. Nine. News at nine. <laughs> news Nothing at- happened. Move on. <laughs> Everything is great. Everything is great. Nothing happened. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Um you know, stuff like that is fun, but it's also a situation where um, you know, what sort of art do you have on it? How do you print whatever needs to be printed? I know there's plenty of Kickstarters out there for that sort of stuff. Doug, but. The thing is, you just make it for yourself and it becomes... <laughs> no, here's the thing. Hear me out. You make oh, it for yourself. I love it. And it becomes this... Uh, it's almost... It's so uh, niche and it becomes this exclusive thing. And people are like, wait, this game was fun. Where do I get it? You go, you can't. I have the only copy. And they're like, wait a second. I would pay $100 for this. And you're like... Would you now? Would you pay 125? Because that's the the amount I need to break even on every <laughs> unit sold. And they'll go absolutely. You go great. So give me 125 dollars, and when I get an order of 10, then we'll go into production. You do 10, and then that 10 people that expounds upon that, and then you just your the orders start rolling in. That's marketing. I don't think you used the word expounds correctly there. <clears throat> I probably didn't, but I was on a roll. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to I want to team up with that. Was it the the Louis the whatever? What's that? What's that alcohol that's like brewed or whatever for oh. like eighty years or hundred years? Um, was it uh, Louis the fifteenth? Something like that. I want to partner with them and I want to create a board game that will be locked away in a vault for a hundred years, and you will only be able to play it then once the timer Is it goes on. Brandy or was it cognac? I think it's cognac. Uh, Something really pretentious. Where uh, I don't know how to spell cognac. There it's not. It? Oh yeah. I put C O C O N Y A K. Cognac. <laughs> it's uh, Louis the Thirteenth Cognac. Yeah, because I think think it, a century ahead. That's yes. Yep. It's, so we'll we'll put it in a vault for a hundred years, and when it it releases, people can play the board game then. Each decanter is the life achievement of generations of cellar masters. Barf. I'm just gonna hold on. I gotta enter the site because now I'm curious about. Yes, United States. How? Why is Pharrell it? Pharrell Williams did something. Yes, like that? he did some sort of. I think was it a song or something like that. Probably because we've talked about it both times. I did it out in November 2117, Yeah, there you go. Perfect, because that's exactly what we want to hear. Hashtag if we care. <laughs> I feel like that. That sounds like it's is a joke. really yeah. Like, does anyone give a shit? So how long? How long is it? It's a hundred years. Uh. Hundred years. Cause just, well, let's just say it's a hundred, just to keep it keep it easy. Imagine if in twenty in the year nineteen nineteen, someone had the hubris to believe that they were going to put out some piece of music that a hundred years later anyone would give a shit about. The hubris behind that, right? Like they were like, yeah, this is not culturally relevant to no, anything yeah. at all. It, it, imagine like the the hit. The hit like, person. Oh, lady, like, are we even going to have yeah. the technology to play it? Still available. Hopefully, they put whatever you need to play it in the vault with it. Right. You know, so well, you that's still... the thing. I mean, we still have record players, so you can we play do. something from 1919. But no one knew the record player was going to exist. Cassette, CDs, maybe the person tracks, who made it did. You know, like there was no way to know what was going to be able to play it on. Same thing with that movie. What format did they did they save it on, or whatever? Every format. <laughs> We've got a reel to reel. We got it on VHS. We got it on laser disc. We got it on on MP4. <laughs> We've got we got it on uh, du- Blu-ray, MOV. Like, 
<laughs> got what, it out, yeah. What are you doing? Like the oh, it's just the, it still just pisses me off. It's like such a stupid HD stunt. DVD. It's like oh, for that kind of media to assume that anyone would give a shit. They're gonna be like, who's this actor that's in this movie that they directed to put in there? John Malkovich. Right. Who? No one gives a shit about anyone from twenty years ago. Let alone a hundred. No, they very much don't. Well, I yeah. can't wait to watch this movie. Well, actually, I know, hold on. I take that back because if if someone, so think about it this way. Think about in nineteen. Who is a movie star now? Or let, fuck that. Just let's say, um, I don't know, um, Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's just take a really old, you know. Uh, act. So let's say Charlie Chaplin did a movie and they locked it away, and a hundred years later. It, it came. This is the first time you're going to see this Charlie Chaplin. First time this Charlie Chaplin movie will ever have been seen. To this day, people would people would want to see that. Yeah. So in, in that ca- in that context, like, why wouldn't someone want to see this John Malkovich movie? I'll tell you why. Because when it comes tell out, tell me, tell me why, Doug. It turns out that he sexually assaulted somebody. It's really going to drop the stock value of someone wanting to watch that film. I will say that. In the current climate, that has become a whole different bag of bag of uh, wax. Bag of cats. Bag of cats. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, did you see that weird video that Kevin Spacey put out? Oh my God! Wasn't that weird? I did. What? I couldn't watch all of it. It was too talk, uncomfortable. Oh, I watched every second of it because oh. I was like, I am. I have to watch just from a cultural perspective. I'm like, I've got to see what this is about. I've got to. I've got to hear this whole thing. I could not handle it. I mean. It was almost as if he, and the thing is, on all the on all the um, uh, comments on Instagram, all every single comment I read through, and I I tried, I kept reading, I kept reading, I kept reading. All like, your mom's house comments. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I, you know, I don't know. It might have been. No, but good all morning, of them, Julia. All of them. <laughs> try it. Piss on me. Beat me. Try it I out. Try it out. Um, somehow that fits. For you. <laughs> um. Uh, no, I, uh, all of them were like, amazing. So good to have you back, Kevin. House of Cards season seven, all you, you know, would have been better if you were in it. House of Cards season six. Robin Wright was okay, but you're the king. Like Frank Underwood forever. Every single fucking comment. You guys can't see my face, but I am just horrified. Every single comment, man. I was, and I read a ton of them hoping like, not hoping, but I'm like somewhere someone's got to be like, why don't you go back in your fucking hole, Spacey? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) That no trolls whatsoever that I found. What? And I went through a ton of comments. What? I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. And it was almost as if he was given a middle finger to... I mean, I understand he was doing Frank Underwood, but there was definitely... The subtext of it was definitely, this is about Kevin... This is about me, Kevin Spacey. Because it's so weird, because in the series, he's dead. <laughs> well, but again, in the, you didn't watch the whole thing. He's At the end, he goes... You know, come to think of it, you never saw me die, did you? Oh, Jesus Christ. And he takes like a sip, which uh, from a mug that blatantly has nothing in it. And I was like, Spacey, <laughs> you're better than that. Come on. Before he's just doing object work. He doesn't, he, have he doesn't even he's have just, mug. He's just like, ooh, burn my tongue. Pause, pause for effect. Pause for effect. <laughs> Sips from cup. Shouldn't have read that. Oops. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a single take. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, no, it was it was so bizarre, and I was I was very curious, like what is going on with well, this? Well, did you all, the news also came out that he was getting, uh, what was the word? Charges were being brought up for him in Massachusetts for him assaulting someone in 2016. Real, oh, I didn't hear about this. This is the same day that was released. Really? Yes. <clears throat> interesting. It was that's that's the only reason why I heard about it. Very because interesting. I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't know if it was anticipating that 
or if it was just like a terrible timing. Terrible timing. Yeah. I was listening to one of Joe Rogan's recent podcasts, and while they were talking, uh, his uh, producer uh, Jamie goes, "Hey guys, this is kind of relevant to what we're talking about, but." Uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey just released this video and they listened to a little bit of it and Jogan's like, turn it off. This is too weird. That is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> because they mentioned that he was basically, I don't know, again, I don't, I don't think the word indicted is the right word, but essentially charges were being brought up should against we, someone. Should we play it? No. Okay. Please don't. You sure? I can't handle it, dude. All right. I really can't. It's just, it's too weird. Okay. It's too weird. He also looks like shit in it. He definitely looks puffier. It's not. He's not well lit. Like it right. does. It's production wise. He you just can tell. someone filmed it on their camera in 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 his actual kitchen. Had yeah. to, had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Edited on iMovie. Yeah. It was like <laughs> the guy's obviously been in his hole for a while. Yeah. No. You know? Absolutely. And it was really, really. Oh, it was made me feel really uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just oh, to be in character like that. Because I'll give him credit. Obviously, based on the comments, people were like, they, they heard his message. They, I, again, I, I'm some, it never ceases to amaze me that it doesn't matter what comes out about who. There's there's still an insane number of supporters for him. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Nothing – He's you can't argue that he's a, an incredible actor. He's an amazing actor. Like, that's – that is that. I mean, that's just – and some people may not like him as an actor, period. But, like, I, he's an, an incredible actor – uh, his character leaves much to be desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal character, yeah. I should say, leaves much to be desired. Um, but like, it's amazing how many people are just in blind support of just come back, just come back to doing what you do. It's like people have a hard time separating the actor from the character and like right. their body. Because some people are like, you know, I can't believe any networks are showing any of these movies that he's in. I'm like, ah, uh, I think. Well, because that goes back to can you separate art from the artist? Right, exactly. Know? And in my mind, I'm like, look, you know, can you still appreciate Cosby's comedy? You know? Yeah. I mean, you can probably still laugh at his jokes. Well, the I look thing at Spacey. I just watched, rewatched LA Confidential. Okay. Fuck. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, my God. It's Guy Pierce, uh, Russell Crowe, Kevin Spacey. Um, Fuck! There's like so many. It's like an awesome what was the noir movie film. He was in that was Danny DeVito's in it. Um, oh really? Yeah. I got, I don't know why I've never seen this movie. Awesome. And Spacey plays um, a role, and he's so good. Like he's so good. He was obviously in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, he's been in so many like great, yeah. great stuff that I'm like I appreciate his ability as an actor. I don't know him as a person. Right. And. I don't know exactly what happened, but if this is true, what he did, uh, you know, at this point, I'm like, thank you for your service. Um, right, we're we're good here. We're good we're, here. We're done. Um, uh, is he LA no, thank you. Was it swimming? Swimming with sharks. That mm-hmm. was another one that I saw a little bit of that, and I was like, again, I'm like, good. Like I believe this character. He's it was it came out in '94, so it's an older one. Yeah. but I mean, yeah, like even like the the negotiator <laughs> with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I forgot like, about that. That one. one's oh, a shit. fun one. Yeah. That's like a guilty pleasure. Whenever it's on, I'm like, I gotta watch this. Yeah, again, again, like, well, and to back to your, and we talked about this when we had our Cosby episode, but yeah. uh, or when we talked, <laughs> our Cosby we had episode. our Cosby episode. <laughs> when when we talked more about uh, that whole thing, uh, you know, there's there's someone who there was an interview with a uh, with a uh, black lady, and she mm-hmm. said that she is she's like I am so torn because as a woman. I am appalled at everything mm-hmm. he's done and everything he stands for. But as a black person, I am 
he changed the game for us. Like he like he represented one of the first people to represent a upper class, mm-hmm. well educated doctor lawyer family, well adjusted family life. That like like they like he completely broke ground for a lot of people a lot of a lot of African Americans in the in the entertainment realm and not even in the entertainment realm just outside of that so like for her she was so so like this what he did you know negate this the movement that he helped create sure. it's such a weird so like again like with mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey what he did does it negate like the fact that he did some really good movies well you know it's like when uh um, and we've we've gone you Michael know, over Richards this time you know and time again. did his ridiculous rant while he was doing stand up yeah. Know? And Dave Chappelle was asked, hey, how do you feel about this? Dave Chappelle's like, well, as a black man, it's really upsetting to hear someone say these horrible words. Sure. He goes, as a comedian, I get it. <laughs> He's like, tough night, Kramer, hang in there. Like, that's, he gets it. Right. Guy's heckling you. You got to try to control the room. Like, yeah. He gets it. Like, that's, you know, kind of similar. I don't know if it's kind of a similar vein or not, but, you know, I sent you that article about Louis C.K. I was just looking up here. Well, it wasn't just the uh, it wasn't just the Parkland, the Parkland, uh, is it Parkland, Parkland High School, Parkland? Mm-hmm. What is it? There's Parkland something. Yeah, I think it's Parkland High School. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the Parkland shooting survivors. He mm-hmm. he made the the jokes about that, but he also made something about. I want to say it was. Uh, Parkland shooting survivors, gender identity, and something else. It was like cystic fibrosis or something. Like he took a shot mm. at some really weird. It's like, why are you coming out swinging at mm. these things? Like gotcha. it was, yeah, but go ahead. I was, I sent this over to you the other day because an article came out. Originally, the headline was Comedian Mocks Parkland Shooters, uh, Shooting Victims. And I was like, oh, or Parkland uh, Survivors. And uh, I was like, oh, who is this? And it's just like Louis C.K. I'm like, you guys couldn't put Louis C.K. in the headline? And sure enough, within 30 minutes, right. Louis C.K. mocks Parkland uh, shooting survivors. Right. And I read the article and I read <clears throat> you know, a, a transcript of the things that he had said in, in some bits. And basically what happened was he was doing some stand-up. And I think someone uh, recorded uh, his set, uh, obviously without his permission, and he had made some jokes. Right. Well, it was uh, about these. It was the Parkland uh, survivors. It was uh, gender identity mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and the emergence of new norms for gender pronouns. He also riffed at length about. I'm reading this from an article in Variety. He also riffed at length about retarded people, the difference mm-hmm. in penis size among black, white, and Asian men, mm-hmm. and he used a gay slur in referring to his doctor as an old, uh, an old fucking Jewish mm-hmm. f word. Yeah. So like it's just like he just, it was basically yes Louis C K has always poked and prodded at like mm-hmm. uh, what's acceptable and norms and he you know he kind of pushed boundaries with his with his comedy but I feel like you kind of want to look at him and go dude read the room a little bit like I, I know you have to I know you have to get on stage and, and and refine your craft but you know you're you're just you're throwing everything you got like yeah. maybe pull it back just a bit man like I. It, it, We've talked about sure. should he should he be allowed to have a career after this? Mm-hmm. I argue that he can try. Like, there's no reason I don't think he should try to have a career. But yeah. you might need to change what kind of comedy you do. You might need to be a little bit. You might need a little bit more empathetic to the room because you're where you're at right now. You just can't do the same shit you were doing. Yeah, I just I really think you can't. I'm of two minds on it. Um, one, I'm. I'm I'm annoyed that someone would record that and then release it because it seemed like I someone agree. was looking. 
like, oh, I can't wait for him to say something because then everything he does is looked over with a microscope. Because the first question I sent to you was, if this wasn't Louis C.K., would this even be a headline? Right. And to, and to which my response was yes. I still think yes. Because I, argue, so- I argue no. Yeah. Because it's Louis C.K. Like, because no one would have recorded that from someone else. Yeah, you know what I mean? I guess that's fair, yeah. People are going to go see a Louis C.K. show to look for a reason. Wait. They're just going to wait. And do that. Yeah. And, and, like, we had talked about, you know... It, from a comedic standpoint, I I don't love I don't I don't love I hate the idea of people recording agreed a comedian uh, either video or audio when they're workshopping their material. There's such a weird art behind what they do because they have to get up and tell their jokes, right. see what works and see what doesn't. And sometimes that means going to some pretty awful places to find and pull back and find out what's what's the good stuff. And this is all topical things and and, and whatnot. So from a comedic standpoint, I'm I'm annoyed that someone would do that. Obviously, with the idea, of, in my opinion, that they're like, oh, I'm going to catch him with something. Right. I'm going to send it out, and we're going to get him. I don't like that. I, I think someone should be able to try to do what they want to do and, and come back. Because uh, also, a part of me respects him because he's like, you know, fuck you. This is what I do. This is the humor that I do. This is how I do it. However, <laughs> on the other side of that, sure. I'm like that, too, where I think he came back too quick. Um, Came back way too quick. Yeah. And came back in a terrible way, which was I'm just going to show up at this com- at the comedy cellar and just do bits without anybody knowing that I'm going to be there. So people were like, "Great, uh, I didn't sign up for this." Right, we're stuck in and now. Here's yeah. this guy right. coming out and doing this stuff, doesn't address that he's been gone or anything. He just hops into his his bits. Right, it's like uh, I don't know how I feel about this. So you know, this kind of it kind of looked like he was he wasn't really taking. It seemed like he was like, "I'm good now." I can do this now. He wasn't being very empathetic to right. what was going on. Right. And then, you know, for him to be doing this sort of stuff, it's like, do you have to fire all of those out there? All the cannons have to be firing right. out there like that, really? Because I'm, you can't, you can't tell me he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. Hundred percent. You know exactly that you're in. You already know your brand of humor is incite. It incites. Yes. And now you're going to come out and you're just going to go cool. I'm gonna hit gender identity. I'm gonna hit uh, part, shooting mass shooting survivors. I'm gonna hit uh, mentally handicapped. I'm gonna hit uh, um, racial penis sizes. I'm gonna hit mm-hmm. sexual orientation. I'm gonna mm-hmm. hit. You're just gonna throw. <laughs> you're gonna throw all that shit into Which one fucking I thing. Come also, on, argue that like all there's tons of comedians that are doing all of those topics. Yeah, everyone's got those topics. Sure, it's just you know the part that I can't reconcile is like this is a big deal because Louis C.K. is doing it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Tom Segura did a bit that got him a lot of flack because he said he because people were too dumb to understand the joke. But he's like, you can't say the word retarded anymore. And he did a whole bit on it. And right. it's hilarious. People are like, Tom Segura is mad that people can't say the word retarded. He's like, did you they miss did you, the point? Did you hear the bit? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you read it on paper, it sounds horrible. Because but did you? see the bit in right. its entirety. He goes, I also said you can't say the word midget anymore. Like he's like he did a whole bit on it as is like that sort of stuff and people completely missed the point. So people are always looking for, you know, reasons to misunderstand that. But what my <laughs> my advice to Louis would be like, look, dude, you came back in a terrible way. You were not really ushered back in with a lot of hugs and kisses. People were like, ugh. You kind of busted through the wall like the right. Kool-Aid guy, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. It's like, ah. So my advice would be like, if this stuff is super topical and you're afraid of not being able to comment on it, just tuck it away. Yeah. I'm sure some of that stuff will be able to be used later on to some degree, you know, or just keep working on it and, and just pull back a little bit. 
It may not feel good. It may not feel right. But I'm like, if you, and I guess that kind of comes down to artistic integrity too. Is that really what he wants to do? Obviously, it sounds like he doesn't. But part of me respects him for just going, you know, whole hog on it. But I'm also of the mind where it doesn't seem, he seems like he's pretty tone deaf. Yeah. To everything around him. Well, I feel like I'm almost wondering if he's like, if he's, if he is of the mindset where he doesn't think it can get any worse. I guess. And he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out and see what, see what I can get away with. Or it's just a situation where he's like, this is who I am. This is my craft. This is what I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you don't like it. Yeah. Maybe he's made peace with the fact that those who don't like him are always going to hate him. Yeah. And that those are who, because if Kevin Spacey comes out and he's got fans, I guarantee you, if you go on certain forums, you're going to find Louis C.K. supporters. 100%. Like out the door. Like one hundred percent. So I mean, he's gonna play to his fan base, and basically, he's, I think I feel like at this point, maybe he is just going like, "Look, I'm gonna draw the ire of those who don't like me, and I don't give a fuck." Yeah. And the people who do like me, they'll seek me out, and I'll have a career with them. I'd rather see his hour special, if you will, in quotes, like yeah. when this stuff is all workshopped and done, and yeah. then I would like to judge it on that. Sure. Judge and be like whether or not I think it's funny or whether sure. or not I think it's good content. I just don't think it's fair to judge someone's comedy before it's really officially done. I agree with that. I also, yeah, I, I think there's a, a middle ground there because I agree with the fact that, yeah, you don't need to, because, yeah, like we said, that comedians need to go out. They need to be able to fail. They need to be able to tell a bad joke and then, you know, rework it and figure out what their point of view is and how to mm-hmm. get to that, what they're really trying to say and the crux of it. Because any, any brilliant comedy sketch, and everyone's heard a bit that they've gone, Holy shit, that blew my mind. I never mm-hmm. thought of that topic that way. For anyone who's heard that, whoever it was from, it's important to understand that that didn't just come right out. Like, that's not the first time that person said that. Yeah. That was a joke that started horribly mm-hmm. and got refined down to this nugget of, of brilliance. And then mm-hmm. it got put out there, and then they move on to the next one, and they start refining the next one. And mm-hmm. it, it takes time to do that. But so so in that aspect... People need to understand that, but at the same time, I still say Louis C.K. needs to. You gotta, you gotta read the room. He's got to be considerate of you what's going to, on. You have to because like, you fucked up, man. Yeah, you fucked up because that's big time. That's the thing. He's tagged right now as a fucked up, right? Fuck up, and he is. Yeah, he is one. And you know, it, it, you know, part of me appreciates his authenticity behind what he's doing, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you may not be allowed to do that. Right. You're you also, may not. You yeah. may have not earned that back yet. Right, or and you may not ever earn it back. That's yeah. the other thing you got to reconcile is that you may not have you may not ever get back to the point where people accept you for all the shit that you say. Because I'll say this much: your career may have changed. Louis C.K. has poorly handled every aspect of this. Yes, from his quote unquote apology, which was awful. Yeah, which is basically like I guess I'll go away for a while and listen. In which what nine months later he crashed back into the scene. Right, he just seems extremely tone deaf to everything. And he just wants to do things his way, and I'm like, you got to take some time. Because if he had been, if he his, his, if his apology had been like accepted, and if he did a, a done a, a phenomenal job, right? People are like, wow, that was a great apology. He took the right amount of time when he came back. He was welcomed. People were like, wow, it's all right. You're back, and right. it was accepted. I don't know if welcome, but he, it was accepted. Yeah. And he started doing this stuff, and people were like, well, cool. He, he, he had hit the first two goals or two, right. first two milestones. He's not hit anything yet. No. He's done nothing right. Yeah. So for him to do this on top of that, it just looks like – he just seems like he doesn't care. He's just going off the rails almost. And yeah. you can, that's fine under certain circumstances, but as far as this stuff goes, it's not okay. Yeah. Well, and I would say too that like there's another element of it where you just need to understand that – or, you know – there are people there. No matter what he does, there are gonna. There's gonna be a large section of people uh, who initially were not fans and who initially mm-hmm. were fans 
who now will never be fans again. Mm-hmm. Like like you you have lost a a portion of any of of the of your total fan base. You've yeah. you forever lost them. There are some people who are going to be on the fence, and there are some people who are going to be always in your corner. Mm-hmm. And so like you've got to kind of. I guess as an artist, you got to figure out like where do I want to sit? Like, do mm-hmm. I want to make an attempt to pull the people who are on the fence back to my side mm-hmm. and really figure out what I'm what I'm doing and how to do it right, or do I just say fuck it? And those who have been loyal, that's the only people I'm going to play to. Because that's a tough call. I mean, I'm sure the artist in you, you know, would be like, I want to do what I want to do, right? But the business side of you has to be like, do I want to continue doing this, right? For the foreseeable future. If so, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices and some compromises. Right. Well, and it, there's a mora- to me, there's a morality element to it mm-hmm. too. And just this is me personally, but if I if if something had come like if I had been in that situation, I know for me, I would want to approach it with as much tenderness mm-hmm. as as I possibly could, and I probably would not come out swinging for the fences with the same type of material that I'd been doing because no. I just feel like that would not be just from a moral standpoint. I'm like, I can't do that. That's no. not right for me to do. Because the thing is. I don't think anyone looks at what Louis C.K. did as like, well, he wasn't totally wrong for showing his dick or asking people to masturbate in front of him. Like everyone's pretty much universally been like, yeah, that wasn't okay. Yeah. Was it a Harvey Weinstein situation? I don't think it's to that degree, but it's not okay. Right. We can universally agree like that's not okay right. to masturbate or to ask someone to masturbate in front of you when knowing full well they can't say no to you. Right. Not okay. Not okay. So we've acknowledged that that is a bad thing. So the world universally agrees bad. You need to now, with that lens on, approach what you do very carefully. Absolutely. And yeah. I feel like he has completely ignored that. Absolutely. And just done whatever he's going to do. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't like that. Right. I don't like that because, if anything, he's. I, I feel like he's digging himself a deeper hole. Oh, it's going to be yeah, the more he does stuff like this, the the more and more impossible it's going to be for him to ever come back to any semblance of of what mm-hmm. he had. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think it's <clears throat> that's where he will stay unless he tries again, like I don't I don't know how you come back from this. Honestly. I honestly don't. Yeah. I for me, I'm like I feel like I'm like I would go, "All right, well what else can I do?" Well, it's so <laughs> funny cuz he voices one of the lead characters in Secret Life of Pets, uh-huh. which Natalie yeah. loves, which I that's a movie where I'm like, "I could if I never saw that again, I'd be okay. You'd be okay, yeah. It's not a very good movie. Yeah. But he voices a The character. first 20 minutes, I loved. Yeah. And then after that, when they went in the sewer, I'm like, I this went off the rails for me. It didn't feel right. And let me let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I I, I really dogged on this one. Oh, shit. Um, I didn't like the relationship between Max and I can't remember the other big shaggy dog's name. The two main yeah, dogs. two main dogs. Yeah. I felt it was built on conflict, and I didn't like that conflict. I felt like it actually soured the story for me. Yeah. Because I didn't like Max. Max is the main character. He was kind of a prick. And he was a dick. Yeah. Now, you could argue that by the end of the movie, he and the other dog are, are buddies. Right. But I hated the way that it all started. I'm like, you know, the whole save the cat. Yeah, so yeah. Was, You know, things with these characters. I'm like, Max doesn't seem like a good character. He doesn't seem like a redeemable character. No, he likes his owner. Foreshadowing. Yeah, right? <laughs> he, he likes his owner, loves his owner, but he's such, he, he's trying to get this other dog kicked out of the house. Yeah. And Jill comes back and she goes, well, that's conflict and, you know, that's growth for the characters. I'm like, did Max really grow? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I think there's an argument to say that he, it was convenient. Right. To a lot of ways. And yeah, they bought it, but I hated how it's like any scene in improv, you don't want to start it out with conflict. Right. You want to start with agreement. And I'm, I'm like, there's so many other ways you could have gone with that story where 
it didn't start with them being in conflict, but they still could have gone on an amazing adventure. Right. Because the conceit of it was great, which was, hey, when we leave, our pets, they get into crazy shenanigans. And I just felt like the story was really weak. Absolutely, yeah. And it wasn't fun. The trailer fun. for it was amazing. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, I'm yes. like, this movie's going to be incredible. Which, guess what, was the first three minutes of the film. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I was like, this movie's going to be great, because, my God, you, like, there's so many funny things you can do with this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be absolutely fantastic. It was incredibly it dark rails. at points. I shouldn't say incredibly dark, but, you know. It got weird there's it got that's it what got that's weird. the best way to describe it, just it. it felt weird it felt off and weird yeah. like the whole uh flushed pets right, and right stuff like i love kevin hart as that bunny that was oh the, my god he, best. and that's the thing i did not like when it went down into the sewers and all that yeah. but he his character down in the sewers was fucking hysterical i agree with you 100 once they go to the sewers it, there's a turn there yeah like, there's a real turn i can't describe what it is i agree just, man i'm like i start checking out at that point yeah. in time because i'm like Ugh. well i think what it is for me is that like and again, it's not it's not a believable premise to begin with. No. But when they get to the sewers, it goes over the top unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm like, there's there's an element we've seen talking dogs before. We've sure. seen talking animals, but the 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 concept of there's a pig in the sewer, there's a snake, yeah. there's these snakes are making the the grates to the sewer hole. Yeah. There's I mean, I what, what? There's an alligator down there. Like yeah. I'm just like, this is like a fucking menagerie of like weird fucking exotic. Ant- Where did these come from? Why does a pig have a fucking earring? Because What's going on? He was at a tattoo parlor, right, Justin. Right. And but they I practiced on him. That's true. And they yes. threw him away. But like, it just it it almost went too far. I know what you mean. Crazy. I think, I think it challenged the reality of what we were doing because up right. to that point, we hadn't seen a whole lot of insanity. No. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, by the end of the movie, it's like the bunny's driving. Like driving right. a fucking van, right? What? Like are even we the dog about? going up and talking to the hawk on the on the on the roof right? of the Falcon, yeah, that I can buy. Sure, sure. Because I'm just like cool, like right, like yeah. we we know this. The Falcon has the things. As soon as yeah. you take it off, it wants to kill the dog, but then it goes and searches. Sure, great. a Falcon's great because it's got it. great eyes. Like yeah, it all may, it it all still tracks in reality. And I feel it's like even when you know Dana Carvey's old dog character, they how they get around the city, like things things bothered me because. These two dogs right. go into a goddamn hot dog factory and no one says a f- there's no one there. Right. And they just go, I get it. It's a kid's movie, but we, we've established rules up to that point. I know, point. man. I know. And I'm like, what? Well, also, the thing is you got to take into account with kids' movies is that kids aren't idiots. Yeah. And I feel like this movie did not play to the highest intelligence. It, well, it yeah. was just like, let's throw some crazy things in here. And with most really good, like, look at most Pixar movies. I was going to bring up, like, The Incredibles. Right. It's like, yes, they're fantastical things, but mm-hmm. they're also, they're, they they follow a very logic, very, we're going to treat you, mm-hmm. we're going to treat you like you got a brain in your head. Sure. And that's what makes them, because you got to, you got to take into account the kids, kids can follow logic. Mm-hmm. Kids can follow, like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. I'm following it. You don't have to just throw crazy shit in there. It feels weird. Yes. And it's hard to describe exactly what's going on, but there's something that's off. And right. I will accept some things that don't make sense, and I'll accept things that are um, that that for me they're fun to pick at. Sure, like yeah. F- finding Nemo, right? The vernacular of everyone in that ocean. How the fuck do they know what's <laughs> what these like? You know, uh, why when, do the when, turtles have Australian accents? They don't have. Is that what you mean? No turtles. Oh no, I'm sorry. They got. They don't. You're right. They yeah. have a, a California dude accents. bros. Yeah. But for example, like um, at one point, you know, uh, Marlon drops Nemo off. To go to school for the first time, and they go, oh, they're going to the drop off. He goes, drop off. They're going to the drop off. Jeez, why don't we just serve them up with chips? I'm like, how the fuck do you know what chips are? <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> That's about? A, right, 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 right. Or uh, you know, they they make a lot of like references to things yeah, like that. Where yeah. I'm like, wait, 
how do you how would you know what that is? Right. Or they, they make a lot of uh, how how do they know what a boat is called? Right. You know, or they use a lot of just common slang amongst each other. I'm like, how oh, you should know that. But I let that's fun for me to pick at. Right. I don't pick it that as a critical part of the movie. That's right. Just, that's just on the twenty fifth viewing. I'm like, you know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. weird about this. Right, exactly. It was kind of weird, but you know. The first viewing of Life of Pets, I went, something's off. It felt something's off. off on this it movie. It felt yeah. weird. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't feel right. I'm like, no, I didn't like that, and I yeah. can't figure out why. And yeah. I think you're right. It didn't play to its rules. Yeah. That it established because the fun thing about that movie is what do these pets do when we're not there? Right. And they and to go on a, from and to go on a giant big city adventure like that is it was just pure insanity right. in all the wrong ways. You know what I would love to have seen? I would have loved to have seen an entire adventure that happened inside that apartment building. That would have been amazing. You like, could have you could have I mean, Jesus, there's a fucking hamster that's right. been lost for two weeks. Right, exactly. That's another thing. Max is like, uh, I don't know what numbers are. I'm like, but you know what Florida is? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, how can you know right. what Florida is? He goes, well, I don't know what Florida is because I don't know numbers. I'm like, but you know what Florida is? You know geographic? What? Right. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You know what planes are? Like, what? Right. Get out of here. Ugh. <laughs> That's, uh, inconsistencies, man. Right. You know inconsistencies. Where, inconsistencies. You know where consistency is king? Where it has to matter. Where it has to matter and it matters. It's it, One might say consistency is a life or death uh, concept in this area. It might. When you're in a throwdown. A throwdown. <laughs> Uh, so today's throwdown, um, I was I was looking to pull from something that we talked about, uh, but <laughs> we, we talked had, about a lot of stuff. But we had nothing good. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I had a really really random one that I thought would mm-hmm. be fun to, to throw out there, and it's, we're gonna go back into our childhood a little bit. For this okay, one. good. So we're gonna. You remember the Nesquik Rabbit, <laughs> the, the chocolate uh, the chocolate drink Nestle uh, Quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Nesquik Rabbit versus the Trix Rabbit. Okay. In a throwdown. All right. Well, the tricks rabbit fails <laughs> all the time to get the tricks. That's true. And the Nesquik rabbit seduces children. He does, and he's successful. And so we've got success, perpetual success versus perpetual failure. That's true. So I feel like there's some odds stacked against here <laughs> as far as it. However, Let me, hold on. Let's do this. However, one. the tricks rabbit is not trying to get tricks from kids. Can you pause that? Dude, that audio by itself is terrifying. So Doug can't see the screen right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that back because it's only third. It's only twenty. Anyone who's seconds. listening to this, send put a comment on one of our social medias if you thought that was as terrifying as I just did without seeing it. Right. Just hearing that, I was like, what the fuck are we watching? Or also, or 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 tell us what you think. Paint a picture for us. What what is what what is the image you get when you hear this? Woof. <laughs> One more time. I love little bunny. I'm a cold little bunny. Especially cold little bunny. I'm one cold bunny. Yeah. I'm going to give you some hot, hot chocolate chocolate. Nestle quick. Mm. Hot chocolate quick. It's my favorite. I know. You made somebody a wonderful mother. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Listen to the listen uh, to the last line here. Mother. Oh, I know how to take care of a little bunny. Oh, dude, shut this off. You're just getting flagged that by somewhere. Is amazing. Dude, I in, I did not uh, realize the inflection. <laughs> the inflection that they used was terrifying. Oh my. I know how to take care of a cold little bunny. I I seem to remember a more recent version that was not Good. as 
God. It was not as disgusting as this. Okay, well, I'm going to give it to the Nesquik bunny because that bunny... Because obviously that bunny can pull puss. That, <laughs> that, because that bunny will tell you what you need to hear to get what he needs. Hold on, hold on, wait. You got to do one more. Hold on. Oh, my God. This is newer. It's a bunny. He's exercising. Using two fingers. Oh, okay. Putting up so bunny he's ears on bunny everybody ears. and all these photos. He was exercising his two fingers to give bunny ears. I'm glad he wasn't planning on putting them up some person's, some person's butt. He's giving everyone bunny ears. This is a 60 second commercial. This is too long. We get it. Like, they paid 60 seconds for this. Yep. Why? Oh, this is terrible. It says nothing to do with chocolate milk. No. Suddenly I'm in the mood for Nesquik, and then everyone he's given bunny ears to shows up in your fucking house. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. This goes on when we talk about when we do the podcast finally with. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, did we already do that mm. with uh, terrifying realities? Remember, we're gonna do like if com- if you lived in a co- like <laughs> which did we talk about that? I can't remember which commercials are terrifying yeah, realities. This is one. This is ex- that's absolutely one. Oh my god, master manipulator Nesquik. From the two that we've seen, the two commercials, both from the terrifying 80s and the more terrifying present, he's a master manipulator. So, all right, all right hold on. Tricks, but I got, we got, just in fairness, we have to play one oh tricks God. one just to see. This tricks buddy is just hands down, just. Bugs Bunny meets Tricks Rabbit. <laughs> the tricks uh, buddy's just got to be a disgruntled mess. 1987. I feel like that's. He's got to have horrible self esteem. He's never succeeded. Dreaming about something you can never have. Complete breakfast, my ass. He's just getting taunted relentlessly. How that rabbit has not committed suicide is beyond me. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? The the Nestle Quick Rabbit is just way too small for that there's guy. no way. This guy yeah. would immediately come in just assuming he's going to lose. Right. Yeah, all right. I mean, he would probably come in and just, like, put a gun to his head and pull the trigger. He just comes in like, and immediately submits yeah. to the other rabbit. Like, yeah. turns over and just opens up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nestle Quick Rabbit, rabbit for, for the win! win! Yeah, that was... Wow. That is... What a horrifying road we just went down. Dark and depressing. <laughs> that was... Decisive yet entertaining. Holy cow. Okay. All well, right, boys. That was a fun episode. We went to a lot of places. We did. We went to a lot of locations, and that was extremely entertaining. Oh, the so. places we'll go. Oh, the places we went. Uh, so, Justin, do you have anything you want to promote? I do. Uh, <laughs> good question. Go. <laughs> Go. Um, I think I said night manager last time. You did? So, that. Um, oh, eighth grade. Uh, it's mm. a movie by Bo Burnham. Um, came out this year, twenty or sorry, last year, twenty eighteen. It's twenty nineteen, y'all. Um, and it's a real. If you're if you're a fan of coming of age movies, it's a really well done coming of age movie to the point where I feel like almost anyone in uh, junior high should be required to watch it. That's awesome. It's a really good movie. Um, Beth and I both really liked it, so I'd say check that out. Uh, it's streaming on iTunes right now. Um, and we rented one other one. Oh, we, uh, we went to Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really good movie. I felt like it went on just a little long. Gotcha. Like it started to lose my interest, but mm-hmm. I we finished it, and it was it was a good movie. So I would I would recommend that one, but just be prepared to to 
sit for a while on that one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of movies, but I've played a lot of video games. Tell me. Uh, Tell them to again, me. Again, said it last week. I'll say it again. Seven Days to Die. There you go. Uh, it's available on Steam. Uh, it was on a holiday sale for like eight bucks. Uh, it's an open world. It's basically an adult version of Minecraft. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, uh, where you basically get planted in a uh, apocalyptic wasteland, and there's zombies, and you basically have to find a way to survive. And uh, I've gotten, I think I'm 15 or 16 days in in the game, and which is amazing. I waited through, I made it through two zombie hordes that happen every seven days. Okay, seven days to die. Uh-huh. The, the the it starts horrible. Lightning scared the shit out of me, and the the night. Sky turns blood red, and just hordes of zombies come to wherever you are staying at night, and you have to I try and survive. It. So you have to build fortifications. You got to scavenge. It's so much fun. All right, uh, it's an absolute blast. So check that out. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, speaking of everything you need, you guys can find Mind Gap on Facebook. You can find our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Mind Gap Podcast. You can find us via email at Gmail Mind Gap Podcast at Gmail and Justin also exists digitally as well. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to us, review us, uh, share us around, leave a rating, all all the things. Rate, review, share, you know. All of it. All of it. Uh, and then 2east8th.com slash mindgap and 2east8th.com slash the best bar podcast ever. Is the other podcast to do with, Milo, with Milos every Monday. Uh, it's about the bar industry. Um, big old change on that podcast. Milos has left the bar. He's uh, left the, the bar game. And uh, he's got a he's got a brand new, uh, go back and listen to, uh, to last Monday's podcast. I think it was uh, episode 108, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, we, we talk all about, uh, what 2018 was for us, what 2019 we got coming up and, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a real good time. So, uh, I, I'm very happy for him, but it's a fun podcast we're going to keep doing it. Um, and then two East eighth just has some fun stuff coming up, uh, in 2019. We're getting very close to releasing our shorts and then, uh, we'll have some other stuff coming up. Listen, you don't leave the bar industry. The bar industry leaves you. That's so true. Milos will always have that brand on his lower back. Of the bar industry. So there you go, buddy. You all have a lovely beginning to your new year. And remember, New Year's resolutions are horseshit. Mind Gap Podcast.